Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. TGIF, thank God I'm forgiven. Yes, Jesus 911 with Jesse and Anita. It's good to be back. It's been a week since we have uh, been on air yep. together, and, you, him, and, and I. He's and, been on every day. but <laughs> And we're back on again. Yes, absolutely. And it's Jesus, just wonderful to be back. I trust in you. I trust in, in you. you. Yes. The program's called Jesus 911 because, uh, again, it's based on Psalm 69, verse 2. Lord, Here. come to my assistance. Lord, make haste, haste to, to help me. me. Uh, before Love we start that. the program... I want to talk a little bit about the month of August. Yeah, the month of August. The Catholic Church dedicates this month to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. The Immaculate Heart of Mary is often venerated together with the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And that's the devotion that we usually celebrate in June, if you can recall that. And with good reason. So just as the Sacred Heart represents Christ's love for mankind, the Immaculate Heart represents the desire of the Blessed Virgin to bring all people to her Son. Amen. Do as she, he tells you, right? John 2, 5. Yep. There is no better example of the Christian life than that offered by Mary. She's a prime example of how we should be living, especially as women. Through the following prayers, which help to deepen our devotion to her Immaculate Heart, we can join the Mother of God in drawing closer to Christ. Yes. Amen. So that's the month of August, every single yes. month in the Catholic faith. Yeah. It's uh, dedicated to a, mm-hmm. a different, a, a different saint, a different, uh, and see, devotion. It's yeah, a devotion. devotion yeah. yeah. We Daily have devotions 12 and, mo- and monthly devotions. devotions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's behooves you to look up all every month, but we're going to remind you. Yeah. So if you listen to our show, you're going to know which month it is. Exactly. Cause we won't hold that information from you. We want everybody to know. Hey, we want to get to, a, it's a, a good article written by Patty Armstrong. It's called, Can You Recognize Superstition When You See It? Take this 10-point quiz to find out. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah. Now, it's... superstition is defined as, paragraph 2111 of the Catechism, superstition is a deviation of religious feeling and of the practices this feeling imposes. To attribute the efficacy of prayers or of sacramental signs to their mere external performance, apart from the interior disposition that they demand, is to fall into superstition. In other mm-hmm. words, like like putting yep. a rosary around your neck. Yeah. You could or... put that in faith, like St. Louis of Montfort says you should, or you could be like a gangbanger in prison and say, yep. I want to wear this so I don't get beat up in prison. It's a lucky mm-hmm. charm. Yep. That, there's that, so yeah. many. I mean, yeah. uh, don't don't walk under the ladder. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get to all those. Oh, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So um, P- Patty McGuire Armstrong, she wrote this blog just not too long ago. A few days ago. Yeah, a few days ago. She says, Catholics can slip into superstition without realizing it. Exorcists warn against getting involved in the occult and superstitions since they open the door to powers not of God. In the spirit world, there are only two choices. God or the devil. Pretty simple. Yep, simple. The children of light or the, or the children, children of darkness. darkness. Yeah, which one are you? First <laughs> John 3.10. Yeah. Scripture warns us, quote, don't turn to ghosts or consult spirits by which you will be defiled. And you can find that in Levit- Leviticus chapter 19, verse 31. The first commandment tells us, I am the Lord thy God. 
thou shalt not have false gods before me. Between many interviews with exorcists over the years and also witnessing good Catholics put faith into superstitious beliefs, she, uh, Patty Armstrong says, I devised a quiz to help identify common spiritual traps. These are very good. Yeah, so just think about it. We're going to go through each one, right? Yeah. We'll and go- then you say true or false and see which ones you get right. And then we'll give you... Yeah, yeah. so get a piece of paper, write it down if you have time, but we're going to start right now. Number one, true or false, reading horoscopes just for fun is not a problem if you don't believe in them. Number two, there's nothing wrong with wearing my lucky shirt for a big challenge. Number three, blessed medals can be used for spiritual protection. Number four, throwing pennies into a wishing pond and making a wish is okay just for fun. Number five, curses are real and can harm you. Number six, burying St. Joseph's statue is an acceptable Catholic practice. Don't worry, we're going to answer all these questions. Yeah, so keep say yes or no, true or no, false. Number seven, praying the same short prayer over and over like a mantra is more superstitious than prayerful. Number eight, knocking on wood to ward off bad luck after attempting fate is a harmless habit. Number nine, holy water is only a symbol, not something with power attached to it. If you treat it as having power, you are superstitious. Number 10. Chalking a door with an epiphany blessing is like placing a horseshoe over your door. Both are simply symbols of protection. So here we go. Number one. Reading horoscopes just for fun is not a problem if you don't believe in them. The answer is that horoscopes go against the first commandment. If you read them just for fun... Find a new hobby. <laughs> so you know what your answer is. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, number two, the, this is the, the, the question. There's nothing wrong with wearing my lucky shirt for a big challenge. What's the Catholic answer? It's some say the lucky shirt, quote unquote, is just a security blanket, nothing superstitious. Wearing something to feel or look good to build confidence is not a problem. If you wear something believing it gives you good luck, that attributes power to an object and thus superstitious. Mm. There's your answer. <laughs> Number three, blessed metals can be used for spiritual protection. The answer is, once blessed metals are sacramentals that really do offer protection, it is only the power of God that can protect us. It so happens that at times God has revealed either directly or through one of his saints that he will grant protection or healing by the wearing of a medal that represents our faith in his love for us. So yes, Mm -hmm. blessed medals are sacramentals and they do intrinsically offer you protection. Mm -hmm. Number four, throwing pennies into a wishing pond. Let's see what that is. Superstitious pennies don't grant wishes, but God hears our prayers. If you make a wish and throw a penny in a pond, where do you think your your wish is going? <laughs> Not to God. Yeah, and you just you're one one penny short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Don't waste your money, that's please. Not, that's not the way we pray yes. to God by mm-hmm. throwing pennies. Absolutely that's not. Complete superstition. God doesn't. Yeah. God does not entertain superstitious petitions. Nope. I forgot to mention something about sacramentals, which the uh, the, the the author wrote here. Yes. It says sacramentals are mystical, not magical reminders. 
not talismans, and grace avenues, not grace givers. They are beautiful, tangible ways to embrace the abundant grace God has given for each of us. Grace, his undeserved yet freely given gift of his Holy Spirit within each of us, helps us follow his will for us, grow in holiness, and continually offer our yes to being his beloved sons and daughters. Yeah, you wear that with faith. (laughs) So, um... Curses are real and can harm you. Number five. Say, what's the Catholic answer? It's whether you should be afraid of if someone puts a curse on you depends on you. Exorcists frequently see people suffering from curses. In an interview for a previous article, Father Vincent Lambert, an exorcist in the Diocese of Indianapolis, said that with faith, we not fear evil. We, we, need, not. we need not fear evil. He said, quote, the power of God is greater than the power of evil. I don't carry a bag of tricks with me. I bring the power and authority of Jesus Christ that he has given to us, to his church. If we stay away from the occult, go to mass, have faith in God and pray. We are protected. Even a curse will bounce off us. I like that. that. Yeah. The devil is already on the run if you are going to church. And especially if you are receiving communion. Because the only way you can receive communion is what? Live in a state of grace. That's right. According to to him, uh, Father Father Vincent Vincent Lampert, people wanting relief from evil need to grow in faith. Quote, if they are not going to change anything about their life, then throwing holy water at them and praying will do nothing, he said. They have to be willing to pray and draw closer to God. So don't you think they have some part in this, right? Absolutely. That's why fa- it's an act of the will. That's why Dan Schneider mm-hmm. wrote a whole book. It's called Libra Christo, mm-hmm. uh, The Spiritual Warfare Manual. Yes. It's, it's about the p- person who's afflicted with a demon. Yes, They absolutely. have to engage totally in absolutely. a life of prayer 100%. And, 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 and living the Catholic mm-hmm. faith or the demon won't leave. No. Next question. Burying a St. Joseph statue is an acceptable Catholic practice. Answer. Repeating a short prayer over and over connects you with God. Oh, oh no. Don't, <laughs> don't bury a, saint, a statue of St. Joseph, says Father Calloway author of of Consecration of St. Joseph. He says, statues represent a person and are meant to be venerated above ground, not buried in the ground. Whatever you do, never bury a statue of St. Joseph upside down. People sometimes do this bizarre practice. Very bizarre. As a form of spiritual bribery, promising to turn the statue of St. Joseph right side up only if their home is sold. Such a practice is akin to treating the statue of St. Joseph as a talisman or a good luck charm St. Joseph is your spiritual father, not a trinket. Yep, yep, yep. So next one. Seven. Uh, Seven. Praying the same short prayer over and over like a mantra is more superstitious than prayerful. Yeah, yeah, than prayerful. Than prayerful. Yep. Let's see what it says. Repeating a short prayer over and over connects you with God. Mantras, Mantras not connecting with God. But believing it has some power is a is a cult. Yeah. For example, yep. the Hail Mary connects you to God, yes. especially fifty times when you sit around and go um um. Yeah. That's the mantra. Um. Speaking that of the Hail Mary, here she is, the woman of grace, the lady of grace, beautiful. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe, 
are back. Jesus 911 with Jesse and Anita. We're doing a 10-point quiz right now to find out how much you know about superstition. Yeah. And we're on question number eight. eight. Yes. Knocking on wood to ward off bad luck after, a t- after tempting fate is a harmless habit. The answer is knocking on wood as protection against tempting fate is not turning to God. The fixation on wood may come from old myths, generally Celtic druids, that's where it comes from, Mm. about good spirits living in trees or from an association with the Christian cross. Similar phrases are known to be said in multiple languages, suggesting a desire not to upset a spiteful universe. So instead of... uh, Instead of uh, knocking, it, knocking, knocking on, on wood, knocking on wood. <laughs> I would. or kicking trees like my brother Javier. When he was, oh, yeah, when kicking he, yeah. trees. When he was younger, you know, getting ready. Yeah. He used to kick trees. Say a prayer instead. Yes, How's absolutely. That? Let's go on to number nine. It says, holy water is only a symbol, not something with powerful with power attached to it. If you treat it as having power, you are superstitious. Now, let's see what that Catholic answer is. Holy water, blessed by a priest, is blessed by God in virtue of Christ's baptism. The Catholic Church possesses the power to impart sacramental grace. Holy water, as a sacramental, receives its power through the prayer and authority of the Church. Number well, that's, 10. That's your holy water uh, response or answer of the day. Number 10. <laughs> chalking a door with an epiphany blessing, blessing is like placing a horseshoe over your door. Both are simply symbols of protection. Let's see who, how many, how many of you got that right? Yeah, horseshoes were first considered lucky by blacksmiths, believing that fire and iron had magical powers and could ward off spirits. But the ends must point upward. Mm-hmm. Definitely superstitious. <laughs> Chalking your door means inscribing. For example, right now, twenty-three plus C plus M plus B plus twenty-three in chalk over a doorway. It looks superstitious, but it's not. The letters represent the initials of the Magi, Casper, Melchior, and Balthazar, who came to visit Jesus. It's also an abbreviation of the Latin phrase, Christus Mansionem Benedicat, which means, may Christ bless the house. The plus sign represents the cross, and the number at the beginning and the end uh, at the end, mark the year. Yeah, so 2023 20, for this yeah. year. The inscription is a request for Christ to bless the home throughout the entire year. It is an old practice throughout the world done on New Year's Day or on the traditional feast of the Epiphany. In all cases, staying away from superstition means not entertaining practices that break the first commandment, not even just for fun. And, and babe, I have to mm-hmm. say, I mean, it, it embarrasses me to say this, but I have to say that the Pachamama and the Vatican broke the first commandment. Yes, absolutely. Objectively did. speaking. I, uh, you don't have to say it. I mean, not, yeah, not, yeah. not, you hate to say it. No, we have to say we it. We have to say it. Yeah, absolutely. We've got to do the opposite. Yeah. We have to say yeah. it and let people know that. Whoever was this, involved in that, yes. starting with the Pope, they broke the first commandment, commandment. And I hope they went to confession and repented of that. Yes, I hope so. Yeah. So, because any claim of power not coming from God is against him, only God can pour blessings upon us and protect us from evil to live our best life. Let's move yeah. on to another topic. Yeah, let's see. Let's talk about Disney. Hmm. Hmm. Disney's new satan- satanic love story. What's it called? So it's called... Uh, Pauline. Pauline. 
Yeah. Wow. Pauline. Unbelievable. Let's see. So the new Snow White is attacked for making it forbidden to love a man. Wow. Can you believe that? So Disney says no more loving a man. No loving a man. So you can't have your Prince Charming. No, no more. No. <laughs> Unbelievable. Is this I'm glad I glad they didn't say that okay. when we were dating. Yeah, I know. Because I have my Prince Charming. I know. Unbelievable. <laughs> okay. Continue. So it says the Rachel Ziegler and Gal Gadot Snow White nonsense has made some Disney fans accuse the new Disney princes of being deceitful and anti-feminist. Unlike Apple TV and Amazon Prime Video, Disney Plus has become the streaming service known as the home for everyone's nostalgic Disney needs. However, new programming has essentially been limited to Star Wars, Marvel, and existing Disney properties marketed to children. Hmm. Walt Disney's promoting a new show for an adult audience with satanic theming in order to change that. And it's called Pauline. Pauline. Disney Plus is no stranger to shows with more adult themes like The Mandalorian back in 2019, mm-hmm. The Simpsons back mm-hmm. in 1989, or, uh, or Loki in Which, 2021. To present. Yeah, to the pre- And various other series that fall under the Star Wars and Marvel C- Cin- Cinematic Universe banners. They've even featured more macabre subject matters like the zombie movies, even if they're a bit watered down. However, the streaming platform has attempted to move toward a wider audience and more international subscribers with foreign series that have more adult themes. This began with Snowdrop, 2021 to 2022, a South Korean drama, and will continue with the newly announced Pauline. So what is Pauline about? It's a German TV show about an 18-year-old girl who is impregnated and falls in love with guests who... The devil. Wow. That is, this is that dark. very macabre. This is macabre mm. and dark. dark. D- Disney has lost all their... Uh, you know what? I'm glad Ron DeSantis went, went, went after them over in Florida. Yes, absolutely. I'm glad. And, and, and I wish uh, that other governors... Well, it'll never happen in California. No, absolutely But at least not. DeSantis they, did. So I, I give yep, him credit yep. for that. Well, what, what's going to happen, it doesn't matter what the government does. It's what the people... The That's people, right. You're right. The people need to stand up. If they don't believe in this... And not go And there. all you good people... Don't, don't go, go to there. Disneyland. Look at what they're doing. They're 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 indoctrinating our kids. If we bring our kids to these amusement parks that are producing these movies, they're going to make the connection. Oh, we go to the amusement park, so the movies must be okay, or the movies are okay. Mom and Dad so bring we, me here. Yeah. So Mom and Dad said it's okay. So you parents, you really have to think about what you, what you're exposing your child to. Yes. Yes. It's not worth. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Disneyland or Disney World is not worth going to and supporting when they're making movies like what you just yes. said. An eight-year-old girl who gets pregnant by the devil. Yeah. That is just. Yeah. So. When pa- would we hear this? Thirty, no, I, forty years I, I, ago. I That's. I wouldn't I even. I can't believe Think that. about that. No. Okay. Pauline is Disney Plus's most shocking show yet. Mm-hmm. And according to Deadline, Pauline is a brand new German show from the creators of How to Sell Drugs Online, a movie that came out in 2019. Uh, it stars, it, you, well, it doesn't matter who, bunch of yeah. bunch of actors that I, yeah. that I don't even know. So what else do we know about Pauline? Okay, Pauline follows the story of Pauline, an 18-year-old who has school stress, 
the climate crisis, and the general downfall of society weighing on her mind. This becomes even more complicated when she becomes pregnant from a one-night stand with Lucas. Guess who Lucas is? Who turns out to be who? The devil. Oh, what a great story. Yeah. Naturally, the two fall in love. Oy vey. While the imagery is shocking, these themes actually these themes actually match a lot of what, what comes with more traditional Disney fare. A protagonist who falls in love with a mythical being monster, that sounds a lot like The Little Mermaid in 1989, or Beauty and the Beast in 1990. Yes. Now, I mean, there's some resemblance, but I think that's a stretch. The de- yeah. I mean, th- those were uh, mythical, you know, mermaids and the beast. But the devil is, we know who he is. He's, mm-hmm. he's described in the Bible. He's a fallen yeah. angel. He's the enemy of God, the enemy of truth, the enemy yeah, of our you souls. You can look at the beast as a mean, ugly person who converted. With a kiss, with, with love. A ki- with, who converted. Yes. And he really saw the ugliness inside him because I think that's that you could look at it yeah, that I don't way. See him like and a then demon. he became an, a, a converted man who loved. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and the Little Mermaid, also, as that's I re- my theory. A Little Mermaid was also kind of a, a. Yeah. It was a beautiful story. I well, I can't remember. Yep. Mm-hmm. It wasn't satanic. I didn't. I didn't get the any, 1989 version. Yeah, I, I, I like that one better. Yeah, I didn't get any <laughs> uh, satanic, uh, you know, inklings watching no, that mm-hmm. 1989. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, there isn't a release date yet for the, Pauline. For, for, for Pauline, Pauline. Yeah. we're talking about Pauline. Wow. The creators behind the film are are excited about the opportunity, saying, "Quote: For a long time, the series has been, and still remains, a project very close to our hearts." I bet Satan oh, wrote it. Yeah, absolutely, wrote it. absolutely. We're thrilled that Disney Plus loves this coming of age story as much as we do, and that we've now been able to begin filming with such an amazing cast and crew. Pauline truly sounds like a wild ride and a step in a new exciting direction for Disney. I mean, how? Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So the question is, what do you think oh, of the that new, direction? Uh, what do you think of the newly announced Pauline? So uh, let, let, let... So you could, you yeah. know, if you go on the article, yeah, just, it's on our website, you can post on the bottom of the article and let them know that as a Christian... You are appalled. Yes. You are appalled. And in fact, there's uh, Catholics and Protestants are boycotting this satanic, uh, this satanic series that's about to come out. There's a lot of Christians, Catholics and Protestants that are boycotting, mm-hmm. boycotting what they call satanic Disney in droves. Mm-hmm. That's a good sign. Yes, that's, that's a, absolutely. Yeah, the Walt Disney Company is best associated with family-friendly values from vacations to Walt Disney World Resort to theater outings for the latest Pixar film. And, uh, you know, parents generally used to come on Disney to entertain our children. Yeah, but not I'll tell anymore. you one thing right, right now. This is a, this is a brand new Disney now. It's a brand new, it's a brand new corporate now. Yeah. Uh, they push the gay agenda. They push the it's diabolical. Yes, I think. Yes. They well, push they come the, from how big, you know, they're, they push the transgender. Yeah. And what's good is that there's, there's Catholics and Protestants. They're mm-hmm. boycotting Disney both in Florida and in mm-hmm. California for this satanic material. And yeah. so uh, th- that's a good sign. That That's a good yes. sign that the fact that people of faith are standing yep. up and are saying, you know what? Uh, not on my watch. Yep. There's yeah, a- we can't, we can't uh, continue to accept these movies. Oh, that's okay. You know, as long as I don't know, we need to tell people that this is it. It, you know, what you see, it's, it's just like you are what you eat. 
Yes. You know, you are what you see. Exactly. It can, it, can, uh, it, it has that effect, vision. Yeah, there's another, there's also uh, very many Christians, both Catholics and Protestants, they're launching petitions to stop satanic Disney plus show Pauline. Mm-hmm. So there's an, there's an, a website where you can go, where you can, uh, you can sign the petition and they're asking Disney plus mm-hmm. they're asking, we don't want this movie. Mm-hmm. We do not want this movie. Nope. Pauline, nope. because it promotes devil worship. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so he, I, and the, he, this yep. is a good place for Catholics and Protestants. We can unite on, mm-hmm. on things like this. Yeah, absolutely. We can because yeah. we have the same goal to get to heaven. Yeah. And we know this Satanism is alive and well. And yeah. um, there's an agenda. Isn't it a surprise that this Pauline is it's a new German original series? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. German. German. Seems like yes. a lot of problems keep coming from yes. Germany. Yep. Yep. We'll, we'll be right back. Stick around. Jesus 911. Love you, family. My husband was flirting with me. I know. <laughs> Can't do that. We, and we have to get close to each other because only one oh, mic works. Oh, hurt me. I got to get me. close to you. Gotta get I got to touch you. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. I wanted to mention something. About um, the last segment. About the last segment about yeah. the Disney Plus Pauline. You know, I really noticed that when they advertise these movies and the actual protagonists, the people that are starring the movie, they're be- very beautiful young girls that are the look at the uh, the Snow White picture. Look at her; she's very beautiful. Uh, I'm sure very impressionable. That's why she's doing this film, and uh, it just really saddens me that she's using. They're taking advantage of her beauty, and this and is youth. What, and youth and youthful ignorance and, and youthful ignorance. And this is what the the beauty that God has given these young women to bring the to use them to bring. Others closer to Christ. Well, babe, but di- now Disney, they're ju- Disney's not stupid. You think they're going to use Joy <laughs> Behar, or you think they're going to use Whoopi Goldberg I'm, to try to attract people to watch I, that movie? I don't, I don't think I, so. No, I don't think so. I think they would be would say, "Oh, next, next, <laughs> going to watch that movie." <laughs> I, I had a meltdown right now. Sorry about that. Yeah, but anyways, that's oh. just. I just. I, I. I. I pray for these young women. Yes, they're, they're making some. Uh, decisions that may, they might regret later on. I'm sure they are, will uh, regret. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Remember, Jesus says everything that comes out of your mouth. Yes. Everything that comes out of your mouth is going to be either going to save you or condemn you. Yes. And so a lot of these young actresses are saying things mm-hmm. that they're being forced to say because you got, again, the yep. producer saying, you want to get a job? You go, get on the casting yep. couch. You want to get paid money? You want to yep. be rich? And yep. they, they, follow their emo- they follow their emotions and passions, not yep. their intellect. and no. their, and, a lot, and the faith is weak in many places right now. Yep, absolutely. You know? It's weak. And I'm sure the parents, um, what, what are their guidance? What yeah. is their upbringing, upbringing like? Yeah. Is there, God you know, help us. Were they a family of faith? Yeah. You know? So I want to talk now about a museum in Minneapolis called the Walker Art Center. It held, you're not going to, you're going to think, Jess, you're making this up. No, you mm-hmm. can't make this up. Okay. The, you can't make yeah, this, this up. Yeah, this is something we need to read so yeah. you can get every <laughs> yeah. bit yeah. and understand so, it. So a museum in Minneapolis mm-hmm. called the Walker Art Center 
held the family-friendly event to summon a demon. What? Is this really what passes for family-friendly arts and culture today? Dabbling in the black arts? Calling demons Demons. at an amusement? At a a family-friendly event. And this is an organization that receives tax dollars. Wow. Um, If Catholicism was there, would they call in, you know, having a, a, a prayer to Jesus, there, to yeah. Jesus, would they allow that? Right. I don't think so. With, ta- with tax money, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, there's an Alpha News. Uh, I guess it's an article. You want yeah, to share that? Yeah, on on X, the it says the Walker Art Center has received millions of dollars in taxpayer funds through Minnesota's Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. This is where they had that that uh, uh, pre- a playful demon summoning session for families. <sighs> So that was on X, which was formerly known as Twitter. Yes, formerly known. Yeah, formerly known as Twitter. The Walker Arts Center held a pagan ritual geared toward families last weekend with a performance called, quote, Lilith the Empathetic Demon, end quote. And and what they they, they really want to say, Lilith, which is an Old Testament demon Mm -hmm. amongst Jewish and Greek folklore, but they just call it Lilith. No, it's... It's a, it's a so the dumbing of semen. Yeah, it's right? a demon of lesbianism. lesbianism. Yes. Quote: Demons have a bad reputation, but maybe we're just not very good at getting to know them. End quote. An event description reads: Can so, you believe so you, that? So you now wow. have you now have corporations with taxpayer yeah, funding funny. promoting Satanism. Yep. I thought there's a separation of church and state in this country. Well, that seems to apply with Catholics and Christianity in general. Right. But when but it comes to Satanism, a, not so much. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The I'm article. Sure. Okay. Yeah. The article says the event, which took place at the Minneapolis Sculpture Sculpture Garden, was part of the Walkers Free First Saturdays program and featured artist Tamar Eaton, who creates demon traps. Oh. I have no doubt he's a practicing yes, Satanist. I'm sure they yeah. are. Why would they do that? He, yeah, he's not, te- he's not evangelizing no, people. he's not evangelizing. He, he's doing demon traps. He's oh, de-evangelizing them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, de-evangelizing. Demonic evangelization. Demon evangelization. Demon evangelization. Yes. Yeah, that's, so it says, quote, families are invited to create a vessel to trap the demon that knows them best. Perhaps the demon of overthinking and then and then participate in a playful ceremony to summon and befriend their demon, the website explains. So the event was designed for families and finished with a, quote, playful demon summoning session. So they made their little uh, trap so they can uh, uh, summon the demon, I guess, to go into the trap. Right. Yes. It says this is a free country. Uh, I don't think so. It's it's not. It's getting less and less freer. Yeah, for Christians, <laughs> yeah, for, for Satanists and, and transgenders, free. it's a free country. And for Democrats, and for Democrats, and for yeah. people that are accusing yeah. you of uh, election uh, fraud, that you that you know, well, anyway, yeah. it's not going to my soapbox. Yes, it says this is a free country. If adults want to engage in this kind of crazy behavior in their free time, that is up to them. But family friendly. Taxpayer funded, really? There's That's, there's a tweet. Uh, well, it's it's, it's now it's called an X. Yeah, the X. Uh, somebody X'd called Goldberry, and mm-hmm. said, um, 
art making activity, plant pressings, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., press patterns into clay using pl- a plant material to create your own decorative wall hanging for display so somewhere special. The things, yeah. Then it says, so that's what's happening at this gallery. Yeah. At this, mm-hmm. Then next it says, art making activity, how to trap a demon, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And it says, the art gallery says, demons have a bad reputation, but maybe we're just not very good at getting to know them. Do you, do you have a demon that creeps into your thoughts? Maybe the demon of overthinking or the demon of not trusting your, gu- your gut? Work with visiting artist Tamar Eaton, I'm sure he's a Satanist, yeah. to, design her. A ve- to, de- her, to design a vessel for holding the demon you know. Oh, my There's gosh. another X. Yeah, another X uh, tweet. Do you want to get possessed by demons? Because that's how you get possessed by demons. What is it? Well, I guess it, but I guess, I guess basically it, you want to come over, over here, here to this art center. Yep. We'll show you how to get, get possessed. Pissed. Right, right. Uh, uh, so uh, another, uh, another, yeah, no, yeah, another Catholic guy. In fact, I know who he is. He's from mm-hmm. Phoenix. Why would anyone play with things like this? So the the Walker Art Center, the has received millions of dollars in taxpayer funds through the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. I know if I lived out there, we'd be doing a prayer rally out there for yeah, sure. We'd absolutely. be making some noise. Yep. And so the question is, do taxpayers even know that they're funding this? Well, now you know. Yeah. We're all funding yeah. this. Now you Especially know. Especially you know, yeah. Minnesotans. You need to take, you know, take, take up arms and go over there. And, and and shut this down. Yes, absolutely. People of goodwill, you got to go out there and start doing and start doing some prayer rallies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. At least make your voice known that that you don't approve of this. Yes. So since we're talking about the since this article talked about, you know, inviting a demon and getting possessed. We'll talk about what possession is from oh, yeah. from a Catholic perspective. Yes, okay? that that'd be perfect. I yeah, think. let's give you some know, the, some is, some proper absolutely. Instruction this is here. one of the methods of getting. Yes. you're inviting a yeah. demon yeah. in. Yes, yeah. So there's a book that came out a couple of years ago from Sophia Press. Mm-hmm. The book is called, and it's written by a Catholic psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. It's called "True or False Possession: How to Distinguish the Demonic from the Demented." Mm-hmm. It's put out by Sophia Press. I have it in my shelf right behind mm-hmm. me. And uh, and one of the phrases in that in the book, it's, uh, it, it says possession. The doctor says, and he's, a, he's on an exorcism mm-hmm. team as well. He says, possession looks a lot like mental insanity and mental insanity looks a lot like possession. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yes, that's very interesting. So we're going to start answering some questions. The first one I'm going to ask and give the Catholic response okay. is possession common today well here's your answer yeah what do the experts say yeah the expert says no they are very rare and the demons understand that they need to be rare or they are going to start converting souls to christ through the suggestive power of of own reality their ordinary day-to-day work is to lobby the weak and low information human person by temptation to sin Embrace heresy, darken the intellect, and remain in their sin. They particularly like to go after weak people in high places like politicians, generals, CEOs, entertainers, directors, producers, actors, even religious leaders, believe Mm. it or not. Demons who are... That was my 
(laughs) Demons who are primary evil use, use them as useless idiots, preying on their fallen nature to bring division and destruction to our civilization. The DeLorean Fathers, the SMD, that's Father Ripperger's order, received 600 requests a year for possible diabolical affliction. About five petitioners turn out to be possessed and require a solemn exorcism. So see? Yeah. Most people that are diabolically afflicted are either obsessed or oppressed at a high level. You know, mm-hmm. mental yes. attacks, acute mental attacks, mm-hmm. acute physical attacks, scratches and, mm-hmm. you know, getting thrown off their bed. But not many people, and it's only because God is so good, God is so yeah. merciful, uh, that he doesn't allow the devil to possess more people than deserve to be possessed. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. because uh, one mortal sin invites a demon into your life. One mortal sin can bring bring about demonic possession. Mm-hmm. So here's another one. We'll go back and forth on this answer. This is an interesting one. So is there a medical basis for possession and exorcism or is this just something we believe in by faith? And I hear... The Here's mother, our mother of our Savior. Yes, the holy pause. La morenita. La morenita. Ora por nobis. The immaculate conception. Virgin most powerful. Pray for us. We'll be back. But we're going to answer, is there a medical basis for possession and exorcism? Or is this just something we'll believe in by faith? Stay with us. Pray for We are back, Jesus 911. We just want to make an announcement. We're going to be at the Holy Land October 6th to the 16th. Uh, just go to the website, click on uh, uh, Holy Land Trip. There's a flyer there in front of our homepage, and um, it'll take you to the pilgrimage company. So see if you want to go. I'm sure there's still uh, seats available, and uh, we'd like you to join us. We'd like Spend to hang out days. with you for 10 days. 10 days, 10 yeah. days together with the Romeros. Yeah, two days of travel and, and seven days of fun. And Father David and Nix. And prayer, I want to say. Yeah, and Father Craig prayer. Friedley. Yes, Our pastor yes. who just uh, is a retired military uh, chaplain. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about the question and answer on possession. This yes. is what we were uh, left off in the last segment, yep. family. So let's go on to the question, which is, is there a medical basis for possession and exorcism? Or is this just something we believe in by faith? In the documentary, well, first of all, the, yeah, I'm going to give you question a share. There's, yes. there's two articles. <laughs> the question and answer is yes. <laughs> Uh, there's two articles I'm going to draw from, three books, and the testimony of St. Padre mm. Pio on the case study of a possessed woman. So, number one, in the documentary, The Devil and Father of Morth, you have several psychiatrists who now recognize demonic possession. What do they call it? It's called disassociative identity disorder slash demonic possession. <laughs> The New Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the 5th edition, DSM-5, has a number of changes to disassociative disorders, including possession. There's also an academic book which was written for psychiatrists and psychologists by an exorcist called Introduction to the Science of Mental Health by Father Ripperger, where he also covers this in his book. Mm -hmm. Yet another academic book on the topic entitled Glimpses of the Devil by a psychiatrist, personal accounts of possession, exorcism, redemption by 
M. Scott Peck. Okay, Dr. Scott Peck. He's a psychiatrist. He's a psychiatrist. Yeah. Uh, true or false? You also yeah, have another You also book. have, yeah, a True or False Possession, and it's by Sophia Press. How to dis- Distinguish the Demonic from the Demented by Dr. G- Jean La Hermetti. I think that's uh, in... Probably uh, French, I think. French, French yeah. Jean. Yeah, Jean. And, and he's a... Uh, uh, so it says... He's a neurologist. Yes. So it says, St. Padre Pio Portitellini was convinced that many persons... Yeah, that, okay. that, now, this next part that my wife is going to share, yeah. this comes... From the Father Rip, uh, mm. uh, Father Amorth's book, mm-hmm. it's called "An Exorcist Explains the Demonic." Mm-hmm. On page eighty-six, this is a fascinating paragraph from Father Amorth. But what my wife was talking yeah, about before. Why don't you before, go ahead and read that? That okay. was first. Yeah. So here's what Father Amorth writes, and he has he has mm-hmm. uh, again he he has the 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 archives of all this. He says Saint Padre Pio Petrocini was convinced that many persons who were admitted to psychiatric hospitals and who remained there during their entire natural life were in reality possessed by the demons. Mm. And exorcism would have been enough to cure them. This is also confirmed by the great apostle of psychiatric illnesses, the Spanish Carmelite, Venerable Francis Palau. Mm. In the hospital in which he worked, he exercised all the patients... Curing many of them, Mm. this tells us something interesting. Psychiatric symptoms and diabolical symptoms assume very similar forms. Mm. Close quote. And also, a movie was made. It was called The Exorcism of Emily Rose. And it was based on the movie of Annalise Michelle. Mm. A true story of demonic possession in Bavaria, Germany. In her final months... Annalise Michelle insisted on many occasions that she was not allowed to eat and she was very adamantly opposed mm-hmm. to uh, opposed to going to the physician or a hospital because she believed that they would declare her mentally ill and place her in a mental illness facility facility. Mm. The demons admitted in an exorcism. It was their desire to have Annalise in a mental institution there. She would not have the benefit of the priests and the exorcism's prayers. Uh, and, they would, and, and they would thus be able to torment her more freely. And she would be out of the public view mm-hmm. where the world would not have been aware of her possession and sufferings. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Fooled them. They made a movie out of this. So the whole world knows about this young lady. Mm-hmm. Well, Father Ripperger says that an important step to being liberated from the diabolical is rejection of all mystical phenomenon. And that's in his uh, Liber Cristo guide on page 20. Be par- prayerful, continue living in a state of grace, and be holy. Don't become curious about these demons. That's, that's exactly what they want, and that was what took down Eve and caused her fall from grace. Keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And you can find that in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. And learn to ignore these diabolical visions. Take custody of your intellect by immediately going into prayer. And this way you snap back your lower faculties which are drawn with curiosity. Yeah, I like yep. what he says. That, you know, your lower faculties are... <laughs> snap them back into snap place. Them back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what Father Ripperger means is that all this... All, all, this experiences or all these experiences of the diabolical including possession 
ultimately have a salvific end mm. if we enter into the battle and cooperate with God's grace. Yes. In other words, God wants to save us, but he allows mm. these temptations and trials in our life in order to purify us. And to get closer. Yeah. Yes. So in other words, God wants to save us, but he allows these temptation trials. Uh, so let's go on to the next question. Yeah. Uh, question 20. Okay. Yeah. The question is, what is the exact time frame from when a demon attaches itself to a person to possession? Is it months or is it years of living in sin or forever? That's my part. No fun? human can answer that question so, since there's no timeline or thermometer mm. or microscope or x-ray or MRI to measure with <laughs> precision when a person goes from diabolical affliction to possession. There's no way to measure no, it. No, there's no. Objectively... It only takes one unconfessed, unrepentant mortal mm -hmm. sin to become possessed. But all possession is permitted by God for a salvific person. God wants to save you and your family. Mm -hmm. God determines when he allows the demon to possess a person. And God determines when the person will be liberated. Exorcist and tenured team members know when a person is possessed because there are four classic signs of possession. Okay. Number one. When someone, the first uh, classic sign would be when someone speaks or understands languages they normally do not. Number two, when they physically, when their physical strength is disproportionate to their body size or age. Number three, when they are suddenly, suddenly knowledgeable about occult practices. Number four, when they have physical aversion to sacred things such as the communion host or prayers. Mm. We have one more question. Yeah, one more question. Do these signs show up immediately or is it more gradual? It's both, but ultimately it's up to God. You'll find some people like Lady Gaga and others, other rich and famous will say that they felt the demon come into them as soon as, as they did X. For example, like, you know, go to a black mass or play the Ouija board. Mm -hmm. The Bible says in the Gospel of John that, quote, Satan entered into Judas's heart, close quote, at the Last Supper. Mm -hmm. Some people will say that their state of possession happens slowly as a result of lukewarm Catholicism, not knowing their faith, having no prayer life, no sacramental life, smoking pot every day, watching pornography every day, missing mass, living a libertine lifestyle, etc. God is giving this soul an opportunity for repentance and conversion because legally speaking, one mortal sin can merit demonic possession. However, because God is good and merciful, he generally does not allow this to happen. He waits patiently like the prodigal father. And remember, God decides when he will allow the demon to possess and he decides when the person will be liberated. Yep, he Here's another question I want to answer. See, we have time. Uh -huh. There are many ghost hunter teams on television and they televise, they televise what they do and their activity. Mm -hmm. They go into haunted houses with cameras and tape recorders and <laughs> other gadgets. So from a Catholic perspective, what's wrong with what they're doing from a Catholic perspective? Are they putting themselves in harm's way? Yes, they are putting themselves in harm's way. Why? Because it's based on curiosity on the creature and not, uh, not the, 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 uh, the creator. It's fixated on phenomenon 
and not on solution. Demons can traffic through technology. Curiosity is the opposite of studiosity, which is a good thing, per St. Thomas Aquinas. Studiosity is the quality of being studious. St. Thomas distinguishes between the two in the Summa here. You could just look it up at newadvent.org. And he clearly states that curiosity is a vice. Usually the distinction and blurring of the lines lies in one's vocation and apostolic works. Plus, studiosity is not knowledge for the sake of knowledge, but the right ordering of a pursuit of knowledge. He also noted that the pride of knowledge, when its pursuit becomes detached from truth, academia, anyone? So when we bump up against evil in our research, we must... We must stay focused on the truth of Jesus Christ and the salvation of souls and not give in to the curiosity of evil itself. This is why the demon will often bait us to go deeper into this or that evil, especially out of curiosity. Yeah, and, the, and these ghost hunters, what they're doing, they're using all the wrong equipment to try to, try to drive out a demon. Okay? The, yep. the fact is, uh, you need... Uh, to be in a state of grace, you need blessed salt. You need holy water. Uh, you need uh, a Catholic priest. Yeah. You need the proper. Maybe you need not to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't need exactly. They need not to do that because they're they're uh, they're on dangerous grounds. Exactly. That's the point. Yep. That these paranormal investigators, what they do is they're absolutely on dangerous grounds. They're dangerous. Grounds. Yeah, and, and and I'll tell you, many of these these young men. Uh, they themselves are going to be possessed. They use tools that don't work against mm-hmm. demons. They'll use tools like one is called an Olympus digital voice recorder to record the demon. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they use a Canon power shot camera. Yeah, demon. Stop, yeah. pose. I'm going to take a picture of you. Yep. They use electromagnetic field detectors. They use a laser grip infrared thermometer. This just all, does all it. All kinds of equipment. <laughs> but anyways, now Jesus 911 is, the, we are at the end of our show. And I just want to remind you, everybody, all you men out there in Texas, Beaumont, Texas, Jesse's going to be speaking there tomorrow. Uh, and hope to see you there. Beaumont, Texas. Hey, uh, we'll see you next time, family. TGIF, thank God I'm forgiven. Uh, let's remember that as Catholics, uh, keep on fighting the good fight of faith. And we'll see you next week, same Christ time, same Christ channel, with the best jingles on Catholic Radio. Our Lady of Guadalupe. (laughs) See you next time, family. Love you. God bless you. you. Keep the faith. God bless you.